Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to a fun-filled, exciting, non-stop thrill ride of action here on ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, and action star, Amigo Aaron, joined by our own personal John Wick. It rhymes with Wick, anyway. I give you the Brent. What is that? What's up with that noise you're making? I, I'm your pet. Oh, your, God. Since we're talking time about to take you to, pet. Time to take you to the vet, that's for sure. But you're right. We spun the wheel last week. We made the exciting deal. Also, Boy, don't touch me. This is exciting too late. And bam, it's the Commodore pet. We're yes. back. We're back, brother, for some hot, hot, incredibly hot pet action, Brent. Now, listen, we touched uh, base with the pet. Gotcha. I think it was last year, or maybe I think it was last year we stumbled upon the old. The I don't old remember anything past yesterday. Well, <laughs> it's all new to me. Uh, yeah, I don't want to remember yesterday. So anyway, we uh, we touched on the pet a while back. Uh, the brand we had some good times with these pets. You know, it's yeah. funny that we enjoy these sort of uh, 1980s computers. The pet. I'm talking the early 80s. You got your pet. You've got your uh, your TRS-80 Model One and Model Three, or your and your Apple. You know, those early, night, the very first computer. Why is that computers. weird? We well, grew I mean, up during that time. No, well, I mean, no, you didn't. In 1979, you were romping and stomping. How old uh, were you? Two. Okay, two. Exactly. You'd be drooling on the pet. My point is, when you think of, like, good, hardcore gaming action, the first thing that doesn't pop into your mind might not be the Commodore pet. That sentence was as horrible as it comes. <laughs> That's right, but <laughs> but yes, you're right. Uh, this is this was, but I don't know. This was an era where people had to be creative to get their visions onto the screen. You didn't have you know seventy gigs of information and you know CD quality sound. You had to no, work. You had to, sound. <laughs> you had to work with the tools you were given, and I think that really. Uh, helped spark some creativity. Sure, absolutely. Not featured in the games we see today. Well, you know, you did. Of course, now I'm a, I'm a smidge older than you. Yeah. So, so, well, you don't have to laugh uproariously at that statement. You're a you're a complete kindergartner, older than I am. Take off, anyways. Uh, I, so I when and when these computers popped up in the late '70s and the early '80s, uh, when they were still around before they got you know taken over by the next generation. Uh, I had some time to tour around these. Back to the, the first computer I ever saw in the flesh, baby, was one of the old uh, TRS-80 Model 1s, and, uh, which was, uh, you know, the Pat, the TRS-80, they were all the same generation there. And I, I learned to program basically on the Apple back in the day, which that was no fun, the Apple II. But these computers excelled in ways you wouldn't expect. And you're right, you didn't have necessarily the graphic hoods, but you certainly didn't have the sound. You really did often didn't have even a controller, so a lot of our keyboard oriented. But these guys came around, and they came out with some nice clone attempts at clone games you know, that were popular in the arcades at the time. Uh, they used what they had, and in some ways, the the uh, the graphic capabilities, the monikers, it's all there's a timeless quality to it that makes it kind of fun to play these old games. I went back and looked through a, a, a smidge a smidgen of these old pet games. You know, and some of them were quite remarkable in the gameplay, given the limitations. I mean, this is not a PS5, you know, or anything. I'm well, not gonna, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to incredibly disagree with you. Really? Uh, so you, you these are PS5s? Yeah, they are. <laughs> they really get downgraded. Uh, I do not enjoy the 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 green monochrome in most most gaming cases. Um, I do appreciate it. I do understand that that's what they had, but this is this is probably a generation too early for me to appreciate what is on offer. I would much rather have a color screen. I would. I mean, even even if you're talking just you know sixteen color. Well, type I mean, of we'd all like to have. Well, one. I mean, if I'm going to retro game, this is actually. Typically speaking, a step farther back than I would normally go. If I'm just so going to sit down, you, and you would enjoy prefer stuff. the eight. Oh, I'm not saying these are better than the eight, the eight bit machines or the sixty. I'm, I'm saying they they do have. There's a fun and there charm. Is a and charm. There's also a, what I like to see is when they overachieve. Yes. No. No. That's right. very it's true. Very, it's very fulfilling to sit there and say, "Look at this. These guys really." Did the best no, they could no, and squeeze as much no, as they could out no, of hardware. That, that, that I will absolutely agree with because. Depending on 
who's put the game together, you can have you can see visuals that you never would have thought possible uh, come out on monochrome screen. That yeah. I will one hundred percent agree. Um, have you ever personally? Seen in living color a, a Commodore pet? Have you ever touched the Commodore pet? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think I have either. I don't think I've ever. It seems like maybe I was at a maybe someone had one at Korg's a couple years ago, but I didn't get to actually physically interact with it. I love the crazy keyboard on these things, the early ones. <laughs> I mean, it's really it's it's space age. I like when back in the seventies people thought that. Everything was going to be like uh, the futuristic, you know, crazy looking stuff. It looks so wild. The Commodore Pet is the quintessential futuristic looking computer. It's almost like obelisk. Yeah, it's, it's a big trapezoid. It's like, as, I mean, it's a big, meaty, metally monster oh, yeah. computer that has a. It has a. You can pop the hood open on like a car, you yeah. know, which I like. But I mean, it looks so cool. If I had the space to put one of these monsters, I would probably get me one. And we oh, yeah. had, and some of the guys in our Discord actually had these. They were showing them off, and uh, they were cool looking, man. I, I was like, man, that is so sweet. But unfortunately, they're not cheap anymore. Now I've heard they're not that easy to uh, keep up either. So. Yeah, and, and like you said, it takes a dedicated space because you, you can't really set stuff on top of it. I mean, you, yeah. I guess you can, but yeah. the, the the footprint is much wider than than the top. Yeah, so. When you set stuff on it, you're kind of setting yourself up for disaster. So it's and and the footprint on these are are big. They're big. Yeah. So you have to really dedicate space to it. If you think about what's kind of wacky, it's like so you Commodore had the pet right here they come. So what did they follow the pet up with? I mean, effectively, you, you're going into the land of like the Vic twenty, yeah, the C sixty four, and you think about the size of those. Yeah, completely different. Well, I think I think the the pet was. Brought out in, in an era where they could still fiddle with design, and they didn't know what people wanted. And then, but when you and also was the pet really designed to be a a a uh, uh, game machine? It was no, God, no, yeah, it, <laughs> no, it was not. And when you when you get to the Commodore sixty four era, consoles are more of a thing. I yeah. mean, there were during the pet era too, but it, the the size factor really started to focus on let's make things smaller and get these in people's homes. Yeah. So you I know, think that has a lot to do with it. You know, I did a voiceover recently on a computer documentary, and one of the lines that, that I thought was neat is he talked about the, the trinity of computers of the day. You had, and this is what a trinity. You've got Apple, you've got Tandy, and you've got Commodore. The three pillars that that home computing was, was built upon a glorious time to be alive, except for Apple. And uh, I definitely think there's more that could have went into that. I mean, I understand. These what are the saying, leading though. manufacturers yeah. of home computers. I got you. So, with all that said, uh, we had a chance to go down and check out the mm. Apple one more time. Now, not the Apple. Or excuse me, the uh, Commodore Pet one more time. That's why I need a spray bottle. This is this was. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not your pet. This was kind of fun. Use a spray bottle on a pet. I, I will say that our. Uh, uh, Lead up to this, we just got to touch on it. We had a over the last couple of days, we've had a massive windstorm come through West Virginia, the likes of which I've never seen in my entire life. This was an incredible windstorm, and it blew trees down that knocked our electricity out for uh, a good while. But we still, thank God, we thought ahead, and managed to jump on this early, so we still got in our games in. But I didn't get to play as many of the other games as I'd wanted to. With all that said, I think I found a winner, uh, the Brent. I think you might have even mentioned this. Did you mention this game the first go around? I think yeah. you did. I did. And so, listen, when the brand has a good idea, normally it's crap. But this time, I think you came up with a winner, and I jumped on it. I jumped on this one. I'll be looking at Lawn. It's Lawn, everyone, with an exclamation point. Uh, this is a game uh, released June of 1981 on the Connery Pet uh, slash CBM. Uh, this was uh, published by Code by the Code Works. Now, I love this. We've touched on this before. The, the lawn has an exclamation point at the end. And we were very impressed at the time because we thought they were just screaming it. But as and we mentioned this before, uh, whether or not a, a, a game had an exclamation point at the end was to, to say, does it have sound support? And boy, Lawn has sound support, that's for sure. So if you, no ex if you got no exclamation point at the end of the game, no sound. 
You know, so if you sure. see if you see the explanation point, run like the wind. No, so uh, I code works in it so much. So I want to touch on some of the stuff they did because I also like just I like to say these words because code works had a gimmick, I guess, where they would just use basically one word names. I don't know why. Yeah, we had a whole piece on that. We yeah. just come back and do a whole yeah. segment on them. So just to name some of the code works, and by the way, they're getting the games uh, range from. Looks like 81 to 82. They also did some stuff on the C64. Uh, they did, this was the one standout that was on DOS, uh, Atari 64, and the 8 bit Atari, uh, 8 bit, uh, or Commodore 64 and 8 bit Ataris. This is the Miser's House, which I think they, I think they may have to sue them for royalties <laughs> on that game. Then the rest of these games, they did Emaze, Duel, Attack, Vaz, Stop, Skeet, <laughs> Pong. Wait, Vic, Vixel. Wait, you, you skipped Blasto. I forgot Blasto, but I'll get to Crypto. <laughs> Drone. Contact, clone, zip, slide. The early ones didn't get any sound. Those break. That's a good one. Let's play break. Let's play dive, rebound. So these were all games. That, I just thought that was so funny. But they did some of those on the CCC4. Uh, this was developed by a fellow named Bob Carr. All right. Bob Carr actually did some work on other systems. Aside. He didn't do a ton of stuff, but he did stuff on other systems. He did a game for the ZX Spectrum in 84 called Avita Zane Pet. You got me. He did Forced Encounter. That doesn't sound too good. <laughs> Forced Encounter. Stroker on the C64. Weather War 2 on the C64. Frog on the C64. And Skeet on the... <laughs> On the Commodore Pet, so he he he, he went. That's good when you go from the Pet, the ZX, the season where he went the Gambit there, the Brent. Um, so you're asking yourself, what is Lon? Well, it's a simple game, but it, uh, the concept is simple, but the execution flawless, Brent. Uh, in this game, and he even says this when you turn on the game, it says, "Hey, time to practice for your summer." And mowing the lawn. So this literally is the yard work simulator from The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, you have a top-down view of a yard, and your job is to mow it. And you have a, a, a mower that you go around mowing the grass with. Now, when you first start the game, it will give you uh, a, the option to pick le- levels 1 to 10. 1 being the... Um, uh, Slowest, easiest, well, yeah. lamest. It's all about how much time you yeah. have to mow ten the lawn. Ten being the hardest, quickest. Yeah, you can't it's, well, get it's, it's, done in ten. Well, I mean, well, you have you ever? I got ninety-two percent in well, ten. Is ninety-two percent a hundred? It's hard. So anyway, uh, once you pick the, I guess it's fuel consumption. I guess because when your lawnmower has, takes fuel, so when you start the game up, you see a top-down view of a house. Uh, you see a fuel gauge at the top. You see a percentage at the, on the left side of the top, uh, and then you see the yard and stuff underneath. You and you are represented by a spinning blade, like a, a sort of like a, a a glaive, if you will. But yeah. it's a lawnmower. <laughs> see, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> but anyways, you, as you go across the lawn, the green disappears, turns to black. That's how you know, because when you cut the grass, it, your yard becomes a void. Apparently, you're, you're mowing grass on like some kind of obsidian. Yeah, now, uh, you have, uh, this goes in like rows and columns, okay? And so you, you use your arrow keys to, or actually use the numlock keys to move your uh, lawnmower around, and your goal is to try to get as much of the lawn done as you can, given the amount of fuel you've got. If you get the entire lawn done, before your fuel runs out, you win. You know, if you don't, you look like a schlub. By the way, I've, I used to mow lawns back when I was a kid for people, for money. Most people did. And guess what? Uh, more often than not, I'd say 86% was where I was shooting back in those days <laughs> before I gave up. So um, the, the control is the key to this game because the lawnmower moves fast, and it's real easy to basically not go into a nice perfect line i had it's not the easiest thing to do you can go left right and you've got all the diagonals which you sh- should never use never under any circumstances yeah. and the yard the overhead the overhead view of the yard features uh you've got the house the driveway the sidewalk and then you've got uh, some bushes and stuff in here i think there's a bike laying there and in the backyard you've got a pool it's a nice yeah. pad 
So you probably make yeah, it a few it's bucks. really well represented. It is. They did a great job. You know exactly what's happening in the backyard as you go around. Now, much like anyone that's mowed a yard, it's not smooth sailing. There's crap in the yard. You're going to come across weeds, and you're going to come across some rocks. And when that happens, your lawnmower stops for a second. Then it starts back up, and you keep going. I wish that they should have put in a mini game where you have to start that sucker with the rope, you know? I think you're going farther than they were planning to go with it, Aaron. Uh, it's a fun game for what it is. I, I, I had a good time playing it, and I will say the uh, – the, the skill levels will keep you coming back after. Don't even think about using skill levels one to five. Yeah, no, yeah. They're, start at, like, say, six. Six is a good starting and point. And then yeah. work your way up to ten. Which you'll you, never complete. You'll, well, I mean, you I have to go diagonal. I can't way close on ten. You have to go diagonal because when you go diagonal, you actually mow faster than yeah. if you were mowing in a straight line. But the diagonals, of course, mess up your patterns. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was this is a, a a simple concept that is uh, really put really put forward on its beautiful graphics. Yeah, which that if this was if this didn't have the house, if this was just a few trees and you were kind of mowing like a side lawn type affair, yeah, it, there would be half the appeal. Even if everything else was the exact same, even if the gameplay was the exact same. The house puts you in the setting. I mean, as silly as this sounds, it's very important. It puts you in the setting of your mowing around a house. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the, you know, this isn't lawn. It's lawn. That's correct. All right. And so why is it lawn? It's because it's got sound. What did you think of the um, uh, the heart-stopping, jaw-dropping audio qualities of lawn? Well, if it didn't have that constant beep, it'd be awesome. Because the actual lawnmower sound yeah. is really cool. Well, it's I don't know if I'd go that far. No, it's really cool. Yeah. I like that. But every time you take a step... <laughs> I love watching you do that. You're welcome. Every time you take a step, it beeps when you cut grass. And that, it overpowers all the... the, the, the uh, engine sound of the mower and completely makes you just want to turn off the sound. Well, I'm going to give you a tip. All right. I used, now the brick came, found, I used two different ways to play lawn this week. I played it on the, uh, the uh, archive.org. I played it on there. And I also played it on this really nice uh, online browser-based email that Brent found. And if you look, I don't know if you did this, but there's a, there's a thing that you could shut off, the, that you can make it so the keyword to do that. There's a keyboard. Oh. There's a little, and also here's an added bonus. I, I using that same program. I played this with a joystick. Well, so, <laughs> there you yeah. go. Well, I, I, so because guess what? Guess who doesn't have a keypad? Me. Oh, you don't. Know so I, I was like, yeah. screw that. I've got a numpad. I, so I hooked. I used the joystick also with the same program. We should probably share that link when we, when we release the show because they've got a, uh, uh, quite a few good pet games on there, and you can also load up your own. Yeah, you can load, which your, was real your nice. But yeah, you can actually make it so it doesn't beep like that. And actually, I will say no, it does not sound good. It sounds like it, it sounds like a perpetual annoying noise. Oh, I like. But it. there is sound, by God, that's for yeah. sure. And when you run into hazards, the weeds and the rocks, which by the way you can't avoid. Yeah. They're either there or they're not, and it, it it's just random if it pops up. Yeah. Um, it, it makes like a distressed like. Alert noise. So let's talk about what would have made this game better. All right, number one, multiple yards. Multiple yards. Yeah, hundred percent. The and if they, even yeah. even if they took just what they had and rotated the house and put it on like the left side, rotate or, the house yeah. would have helped. Put the pool in the other. You know, yeah, you're right. Any of that stuff. Take the pool away. Add two pools. Whatever you got, a barn. That would have made this more fun. Uh, uh, also, more hazards because yeah, I, I know you didn't do a lot of lawn mowing, but I I did like you mean tons the, of the random hidden hazards that I mean, more than no. just rocks. I'm talking <laughs> like the neighborhood dog coming after you. No, while you're yeah, see, you're getting too complex. No, no, you can do that. No, you're getting too complex. You know, or you or you have to, or there maybe some sort of re- replace the the, the or uh, pull grass out of the intake mini game. 
You ever have that hat where you grow, you know? Yes, because I have a never, lawn. Did you have a bagged mower back when you used to mow? Did you ever mow? I mow now. No, what I are you talking that. about? You don't, it's not like this. You were in a riding lawnmower. It's an industrial lawnmower. Yeah, it's awesome. See, when I was a kid, nobody had those. You just had to, we're lucky to have a motorized mower. You know, the ones that you just push and they just go? You ever drove one of those? They're yes. hard to mow with. Anyway, the, multiple yards would have been the key. Absolutely, on the this best one, thing. it would have been a lot. It would have made the game a lot more fun. But no, it would have made the game more replayable. Yeah, because ten minutes with this game and you're out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I've, I've talked to people and read stuff where the, the games like this made trickled down to other older computers. I think the C sixty four had one. I think the ZX had a lot more in game. It does amuse me that someone would pay money to go get a game where you mow the. <laughs> But people did. But I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well make it fun. Well, this is like like we said, this is a beautiful game. Yeah. Uh, uh, and really stretches what you can do with all those different characters in the uh, at the pet's disposal. Yeah. And it it looks like a rancher style house with a pool in the back. I think it did an excellent job. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, we did get some reviews on this, Brent, if I could jump in there. Uh, Bode came in, the, oh, our own John Bode, of course, on Spirit of Wheel. And he writes, Lawn, undoubtedly, has the best graphics I've ever seen on the pet. I like games where you're cleaning up spaces in the grand kicks tradition, and the overhead view of the different yards is drawn really well. There's different yards? I never saw that. I found that the game is best played on level 10, I was able to clear around 70%. Uh, the sound, however, is best left muted. Uh, altogether, though, I give this the spirit of the wheel seal of approval. He's already milking that, uh, the brand. Did you see multiple yards? I never got to see I never yard. saw multiple yards, no. Um, I played this several times. <laughs> Pajaco chimes in. A simple but challenging game for the pet, and definitely one I would load up and play if I owned a pet. Don't bother playing this game on level one unless blindfolded for fun. Crank this sucker up to ten and see if you can finish the game. I think it's completable as I got the 87 with some silly mistakes. I think having the joystick probably helped me a little bit because I got the 96 on level 10. Uh, however, too many random rocks or weeds can put the kibosh on your whole game and it makes it seem unfair. I would have uh, to play this with something more familiar like cursor or QAOP keys. The main flaw with this game is that it comes to a point where you've fluffed it and you can't complete the game, but there's no easy way to restart. Sound gets a, sound gets a little brain melty after a short time a bit, and sadly, there always seems to be one level, so there's that. But for an early game for the pet, it was enjoyable, and it reminded me... Uh, a lot of very games I played on home computers. A solid, old-school, basic program, 8 out of 10. He says, P.S. There also appears to be a direct port for the VIC-20 called Grassmaster. Oh, sorry, Grassmaller. Translation, lawnmower. Grassmaster's better, <laughs> by the way. Uh, you can see the basic listing on the pad for this, so I'd reckon it could be easily ported to other systems as well. Nice extra, extra tidbit uh, there. Uh, my friend. So, any final parting thoughts on this one, the Brent? Yeah, I, I would. Uh, in my research of this, yeah, I saw where the Switch, the Nintendo Switch, yeah, has a type of version of this game where you're mowing lawns and you have you have to, you know, maneuver around and get all the lawns. And its gimmick is you have to keep grabbing more gas. So gas oh. will randomly appear in the level, and you have to go and pick it up so you can finish mowing the lawn. That's not bad. But so the concept lives on. <laughs> yeah, that hooray! I did get, I did find one actual review for this game. I think it was in Commodore Pet Magazine, I think, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, the rating was four out of five, so pretty high marks there. Yeah, I'm sure at the time this was probably a pretty incredible uh, type game room. Yeah. Arcade action. Uh, I did not see this on eBay. You may be surprised. <laughs> uh, surprised, Lord. So that's Lawn. I actually, I, when I alert, turned this on, I thought to myself, this looks kind of neat. And that's exactly what it was. It was kind of <laughs> neat for, for a little while. So, Brent, uh, you went in a totally different direction here. And I'm excited to talk about this. Tell the people what you chose. I think this is going to be a real uh, thought-provoking one here. Well, I said, you know, we're going back in time, playing some old 
style computer games. What's even older than computer games? Well, those are board games. Oh, good and point. I chose Computer Acquire. Acquire. Yes. Uh, Acquire is, we have to talk about the source of material before we can talk about the implementation on the pet. Yeah. Um, Acquire is a board game released back in 1964 by uh, Sid Saxon, which is the premier board game maker back in the 60s in the U.S. They had the real nice, uh, like, shelf-ready boxes that looked real cool. Well, and it was produced by 3M. I always knew this (laughs) as an Avalon Hill game. 3M, the uh, scotch tape maker. That's right. They, uh, (laughs) They wanted... They saw board games, and they saw that they were mostly directed towards a younger audience. Yeah. And 3M said, let's go after the adult market. We're going to make what is called bookshelf games. Mm -hmm. And they are games that were, the boxes were designed to fit on a bookshelf. Yeah, they look great. They're very fancy. Uh, So. I've got a bunch of these. Sid, this was middle in Sid's career, kind of early. And he made the rules to acquire and sent them off to 3M. And people knew who Sid was. And they, he actually submitted along with six other games. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, well, we don't want this one. We don't want this one. The acquire, let's try to tool that a little bit. And they put the contract together. And 3M changed what acquire was quite a bit from Sid's original uh, vision of the game. Now, the reason why we know all this is Sid is sort of like uh, Tolkien in that he wrote down everything. He has tons and tons of journal entries. He has tons and tons of diaries that have been made public through uh, museum efforts and whatnot. Mm. So we really got to go and step back in time and see these correspondence, see what he was thinking when this game was being made. Mm. So what is Acquire? Acquire is a stock trading slash area control game. And it is based off of buying and acquiring hotel chains. You are given a grid of numbers, and that's the board. You have tiles that you hold six at a time that have numbers that correspond with the numbers on this grid. You put one down, you draw one out of the bag. That is your turn. If you put a tile next to another tile, you trigger a hotel chain. You're you're merging those properties, and now you have started a hotel conglomerate. You pick from one of seven different hotel chains to start up. You get some of their stock, and now you can grow that chain or start other chains up to seven. And when those two hotel chains hit each other's properties, uh, they will merge. So one hotel chain will take over another, and then you've got some stock options to go along with that. I believe it's whichever hotel chain is the... Is the, the larger. Is the larger yeah. one. And uh, that is the very primitive basics to acquire. It's actually... It's it's not a, what I would call a... It seems like it's super complex when you start it. And it can get a little dicey when you try to figure out mergers amongst three or four players. But it's it's actually pretty it's pretty simple at the heart of it. It, it comes down to what you have on the board uh, translates to numbers that will are defined on a sheet, a card, a, a player aid will help you with how much things are worth. Uh, how much you have to pay to get the stocks, that kind of thing. This is one of the best, if not the best, American board games from this era. Uh, there were, I mean, you've you've got your monopolies, you've got your your sorries, you've got your shoots and ladders type stuff. This is not that. This is this is when they tried to take gaming, and Sid was a big thing about he didn't want randomness in his game. Now this has light randomness in it. We're not going to get into that debate. But he wanted choices that mattered. He wanted uh, interaction. And that's what he tried to bring forth. Unlike Monopoly or Shoots and Ladders, games like that, where it's all random chance, random luck of the die. This was a German board game before the Germans were sending board games over here. It's what it right. Was. This, is, right. this, this is was the a German Euro style. style. Yeah. Um, and because of that, 
it grew an incredible incredible popularity. Uh, in the beginning, he got five percent of all sales for this game. Wow, and that's pretty good. When it's a sweet it, plum. When it first started out, it it did okay, and then the sales dropped off like a rock. Well, it was in the test markets. It was test marketed in uh, eight different U.S. cities. Mm, too dumb. And then, uh, but I'll take 3M's credit. I mean, they retooled the game a little bit, and Sid did not like that. Uh, he always saw board games as an artwork, and you're going in, you're, you're painting strokes over someone else's artwork. But I will have to say, I think that the changes that 3M made, because 3M put it in test markets, they, they focus grouped it, did that sort of thing, and I, I think they, they actually expanded on, on Sid's ideas. But when it released uh, into the open market, the numbers were staggering. And so much so that 3M sold it to Avalon Hill. And Avalon Hill, I believe, eventually sold the, the rights to Hasbro. But this game is still produced. Uh, the, what started out on wooden tiles... Actually, it got downgraded to paper tiles, like no like cardboard chips, yeah. and then re-upgraded into plastics. And now there are are, are large, um, like uniquely shaped hotel things that kind of make the board prettier. But all of this is because this is a game that works and is fun. And has completely withstood the test of time. Yeah. So in the 80s, because this was only released 64, okay? So a board game from 64 that is still relevant in the 80s, rare. Rare. I mean, you've got your, your super well-known stuff, but something like this, an adult-focused board game, super rare. Uh, but they went and made a computer version of it. And that is where we come across... Computer Acquire. This was released on the Apple II, the Atari 8-Bit Pet, and the TRS-80. And there are other versions of this game uh, that you can find for IBM. It's the same, based on the same board game Acquire, but completely different graphical interface and stuff. This is literally... If you didn't know what was going on, numbers on a screen. So is this the one that had like the one tape that had 8,000 versions? Yes. One, when you bought your version of Acquire, it actually came with uh, the Atari 400, the Atari 800, the PET, the TRS-80, and <laughs> another version all on the same tape. So uh, you just put it in. Fast forward to your part of the tape that you need to load, and there yeah, you go. I love that. Pretty actually, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, pretty smart. One skew to rule them all, yeah, as yeah. it were. Uh, in the computer version of Acquire, it plays nearly identical to what you would expect to find on the uh, board game version. Uh, you have your rows of numbers that represents the different lots that you're buying these hotel properties in. Yeah. You have your hand of tiles that you select, and it puts it down onto the board. Uh, this game was so popular on computers that it even had multiple releases electronically. Hmm. So uh, they upgraded the game. They tweaked some things. They tweaked how it played. When you play this, you can play... No players, so a computer player versus a computer player. The computer oh, plays itself. No kidding, I didn't even try that. You can play one player, where it's you versus one computer opponent. Not the best way to play acquire, but it is something you can do. Or you can play between two and six people. Really? Can you have multiple computer players or just the one? Uh, no, I believe that it only allows I just for tried. one I had one-on-one. On one. I didn't yeah. try. Yeah. I didn't actually try that, but I don't. nothing made me... Led me to believe that yeah. you can do multiple computer players. Um, it is functional. Yeah. Uh, the AI in this has five difficulty levels. I play through at a difficulty two and a difficulty four. The difficulty two I beat easily. Uh, you could tell that it was using very rudimentary graphic or rudimentary. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, it parrots your moves quite a bit in the early early level. Well, no, I disagree. Mine did. It, it, 
it has the basic strategy of I'm going to buy everything. I'm going to buy one hotel. I'm going to buy tons of it, which is a, not a good strategy. When I played on level four, which is the footage we're seeing on the screen if you're watching at home, uh, it is much smarter. It always just barely edges you out. And <clears throat> when it does that, it really hard to beat. I'm not saying I couldn't have beat it. I uh, This was my... My this might have been my third game of it, uh, and games run about forty minutes. Yeah. So, is this a good version of Acquire? A- absolutely. This is a great way to play it. Would I want to put six people around a computer and do this? Well, I mean, it takes care of all the book the the bookkeeping for you. It dishes out tiles, so you don't have to be fumbling around with that. It shows the board. Uh, when a hotel chain is is formed, it turns the X's, which marks what tiles are down, into the letter corresponding with the hotel chain, yeah. which is way better than the board game version, where you just have to kind of trace out yeah. what's connected to the, the to the signifying piece. Um, in that aspect, it's very good. What I want to get, which would I rather have? Six people around this, or six people around the actual board game version? Absolutely the board game version. Uh, Because it redraws the board either in the upper part of the screen, the upper one, two-thirds of the screen, or the lower two-thirds of the screen. And it's clever because it tries to keep the game flowing like that. But the speed at which it draws it out every time can get kind of monotonous. No sound, at least not that I noticed, uh, maybe some beeps and boops, but nothing nothing I recall. Aaron, what did you think of Computer Acquired? Well, I, you know, I'm looking at the chat as we were talking here. If you don't know, when you first turn this on, you see, what, 10 columns or 12 columns of numbers. Yeah. That's all you see. And, yeah, so, yeah. and, that's, all, and that's all you would see. It's a 10 by 12, yeah. And uh, to Brent, because right. when I turned this on, I was like, oh, boy. And it Brent, but Brent found the shortcut keys. And that was what that you have you know you have to have the docs for this. And you have to also have to play a choir, okay? With all that said, and I know it's comical. Look, it's a bunch of numbers. This plays a perfectly fine game of a choir. It does. And uh, now there are some differences that what I, than what I was used to. And you stop me if I'm wrong, but I recall that in when I played this, the instead of having the numbers like Alex, there were letters in there that that, that made it easier than this. This yes. was a little tougher with the, the numbers. Oh, I, I don't agree that's tougher, but the original board layout is 1A, 2A, yeah. 3A. That was, and, I thought and, that was easier to read. And the to column. Yeah. And then, of course, it goes out to BCD, EFG, right. blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's not a deal breaker, but I, I kind of like the letters. I think it was easy for me to keep them straight with the letters, but they're not. it's not a big deal. It would also be nicer if, instead of just having the letter of the uh, of the hotel would spell out the whole thing but you again I know oh, you on here you couldn't but on a real computer a modern computer you could you could probably pull up something real nice no now what would have been nicer is if if or maybe say tower was yellow yeah and if luxor was green but or it corresponded with the card call these were limitations obviously that you could not get past Correct. now uh, when the board starts out, and it also it's not to be confusing, it's when you take your turn, you'll see that the same board pop up again. All right, it just on the, it's not it's, it. And if you're watching this, you're like it seems confusing, but I, I assure you that if you had no have an idea what how the game works, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, you you have corresponding keys that to buy certain types of hotel, and they just like for. In this game, there was there seven, eight different types of seven hotels. hotels, and so it's like it's Tower, Festival, Imperial. They've all got a different type of name, and so if you want to buy Tower, you hit T. How many shares? You, it'll tell you what they cost, and you buy them. That's how much money you've got. It keeps track of all the crap that you don't have to do. Yeah, all the bookkeeping. So in a lot of ways, in fact, almost every way, it's superior to playing this by yourself. It does everything for you. You're also true you, when you see this when you're playing it. You can look at the board, and you've got a. It's a much easier to tell what you what you want to do. Yeah, like you could look at it at a glance and be like, okay, I need to. Here's the numbers I really would like to get to make this merger happen. You know, you couldn't tell how many uh, shares your opponent had unless you kept track. I don't. I asked Brent if it was like that in real life, and I couldn't remember the, if there, you could look at your buddy's shares or not. Yeah, the the shares are trackable information. Um, 
because there's you, you don't start out with anything hidden or random. Yeah. So it is something you can track. Um, a few things that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. The tiles in your hand are kept in a random order. That was strange. And, and I could not find any way to just sort them numerically. Yeah. There was no way of sorting them. Well, I them. think you, I think they're not totally random. I think you get them by which the last piece you used. No. Like, uh, for me, I would, if I used the last piece when I came back up, I'm pretty sure that the last piece would be the new tile. But I what I, you're right. But what I'm saying is the, the tiles are listed out like 87. 14, 112, they're not in a numerical order. I want. Oh, I never put mine in that order. Yeah. Because in this game, numerical order doesn't really mean that much. I it mean, makes it so It would make it so much easier. But, I mean, the neat thing about this, just to, for. I know people are like, oh, it's just as much there was made. If you ever try to play this game, it's actually fun. Yeah. Because, like Brent said, when you're drawing tiles, you want to get tiles that match up with another tile because you get basically free stock. Okay, yeah. and then you start a hotel. Okay, and so as that hotel has more numbers come up around and it gets bigger. Okay, and other hotels are on the same thing. And when two merge, the hotel that has the most out stock takes over the smaller hotel, and so you get a huge payout. Okay, which this also keeps track of, which yeah. is great because that's a huge pain in the butt. Because you could have like I don't know what the what is the max twenty five. There's a ton of stock yeah. you could have. Uh, it's different for each. And if, so if you're paying out at three 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 grand a pop, you're sitting there trying to do all that math. It's it's a uh, this is this is better. Yeah, it, yeah, it handles all the bookkeeping. Uh, the AI in this is fairly skill level. Like I said, I played on a low skill level and and destroyed it. I'm not some kind of a choir master. I, I probably played. Uh, 15 games in my entire life. We went through a spell where we played the right. crap out of this. But yeah. I, I know the basic concepts of what you need to do. Uh, and on the lower skill levels, I, I was it was easy to keep ahead of the computer. On the higher skill levels, it was nearly impossible because it did such a good job managing its money. Yeah. Um, but this plays a really good yeah. version of Acquire. I was really impressed. And I was stunned. <laughs> because, I mean, not to mention... I mean, again, you had to put up. Brent helped out in Discord by putting up the shortcuts and stuff. You know, but, you need the documentation. Yeah, but once you, once you, it doesn't take hardly any time. And once you get there, you're there, man. You, 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 it's no problem to to figure it out. And what looks like a huge mound of numbers and a bunch of nonsense becomes a fun Starts game making sense. Yeah. that you can play. Trust me, don't sleep on this. If you're a board game connoisseur or like a nice fun game, like a you know, like a, with a little bit of strategy in there, this is a fun game. And this is a you're not gonna. I mean, other computers could do it more prettily, but yes. this is you're not gonna really do this that much better than this doesn't. Yeah, this doesn't. I would fine. I would have bought this back in the day. Oh yeah. And did we get any Discord reviews on this? We did get we did get some Discord action, which is crazy. Pajaco sixty five oh two writes in. So I have never seen or heard of this game before, so I can't really oh, compare how this, <laughs> how this plays against the board game. And I only played one game, but looking at it as a game. I may have learned to play on a home computer. I can honestly say I found a new board game I would like to try out. Big smiley face. There you go. couple of things that would have made this a little better for me, although pen and paper would have helped. One, inverted letter colors to make it easier uh, to see hotel blocks as numbers is a good idea. Yeah. Two, I would like to see my hotel blocks at all times as I am one of those players that likes to think ahead while other people are playing. Yep, I can see other that. Other than that, uh, for a Commodore Pet game, there's a whole lot of logic in there, and the computer players seem pretty solid and whooped me in my first game. Others who know the board game better may have more to say, but it was an easy pick-up and learn, and fun enough that even in a simple form, I would play this again 8 out of 10. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I talked to Boat about this. He's, Boat was baffled. He just saw a wall of numbers and gave up. So that's that's a review on this one. But listen, you know, uh, this was a. I really was surprised on this. I mean, really, lawn mower. Lawn was what I thought it would be, and it's fun. Don't get me wrong; I'm not underselling lawn. Okay, lawn. You know, but this game, having played the board game, I didn't even think of how you could do a home port, and in actuality. Acquires the perfect game for a, a computer like the Pet yeah. or one of the older machines to play because it does a it does a great job with the concepts and the concepts can be rendered on the screen in a way that lets you 
play the game in a satisfying way and feel like you're getting your money's worth. I was real surprised. Absolutely. And I've never heard anybody talk about this one. And this was, if you want to find this on the eBay, it yep. ran you about $60, dude. Really? The, the boxed version of this? Yep. That's 60 bucks. So clearly someone knows something about it. <laughs> yeah. Now, Aaron, I know in the world of lawn... You're kind of middling. It's funny. There's always mowing your lawn right behind us right now. But I <laughs> am obviously, middling. in the world of finance, I am king. But who are you going to go to for the world of computer repair? Hmm. Let's see here. Would it be BAM? Retro Rewind? It would be. BAM. I don't blame you because, listen, Retro Rewind mows down the competition with their low, low prices and top shelf service. Listen, we were just talking about the Commodore Pet. All right. Do you have a Commodore pet? Do you have anything in the Commodore line? There's only one place to go to fulfill all the retro action that you require. That's RetroRewind.ca. Up in the friendly confines of Canada, our good buddy Frank will take care of you with not only service on those machines, including recaps and repair. He'll also sell you the items you need to take care of the service yourself, along with a whole plethora of accoutrements to make those systems more fun to play, putting SD card solutions and the like. And hey, this game, like Acquire, also runs on the old Coco. Don't we didn't leave Tandy out. Frank will take care of your Coco machines too with diagnostic tools, repairs, and the ever popular Coco SDC. Aaron, would you go as far as to say that Frank is the Commodore pet vet? I would, well, I wouldn't say that because it sounds like a dork, but yeah, I'll go there. Please, please, I beseech you, take your Commodore business, your Coco business to Frank at RetroRewind.ca. Absolutely. All right, Brent, what do we got this week on the wheel? Well, I hope the Retro Rewind piece is not on the wheel. We have uh, Sega Master System as the Retro Rewind piece and the TK90X as the new piece on the wheel. I don't know what that is. So. Nope, I don't either. So let's hope right. we don't spin it. Ah, there it is. Oh, man, we and the winner have is... Amiga Ham Mode, suggested by Andy Craig. Andy Craig, you crazy maniac. Ham Mode. This, uh, even I don't know which game's running Ham Mode. That's good eating there. Man, it is good. <laughs> It's time for lunch, eh? Ham, hey, listen, there's no two bigger hams to take on this job than me and, my, and you, the bread. So next week, it'll be it'll be Amiga Ham Mode Games. Wow. Now you're going to get me beat up by boat because we're going to be covering Amigas on this show. Hey, I uh, uh, want to mention a few things here before we take off uh, this week. To the Great White North? Number one, next week... Uh, we will not be filming at our regular time because I'm going to be out of town, y'all. I'm going uh, out to the river, down by the river. Uh, but we will announce the t the uh, actual time that we're going to be recording uh, in due course. It won't, be too, it won't be too big deal. We'll still do it live. Uh, secondly, I got a little item in the mail here. I wanted to give this to the Brent. You know, we have a friend called Happy Coding. Oh, I love Happy Coding. He's quite a guy. And his outfit, you know, they had a big charity giveaway, the brand. And right here in my hot little hand, this came in the mail uh, from Happy. This is a uh, actual cassette tape. You can see right here it says Midnight Brew presents Shay's Maxim. It's the oh, game. Oh, very here, nice. I'll let you take care of that, Brent. This he sent over. I thought you would enjoy this. The brand. Oh, that's awesome. That is incredible. Look at that. That's an actual uh, straight-up hand-printed. Well, I don't hand-printed. Somebody printed. Can you hand-print stuff? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess you I can. I believe it's called writing and drawing. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is number 77 numbered cassettes. Wow. For the ZX. Now, Aaron, can you explain to people yeah. why we'd be getting such a device, well, such, a, such a lovely gift? We were just lucky. I picked this uh, one week when we did Odyssey 2 a slash... Um, shoot, uh, the, what's the name of the the, the uh, European version, whatever it is. We picked games from France one week, and lo and behold, we come across Chase Maxim, and Happy saw it. We were, we gushed all over it, and and then he made it happen. He actually programmed this with Zeg Spectrum. I'd say most people know about this by now because we covered it a couple times. Uh, but if you haven't That's played, so awesome. if you haven't played Chase Maxim. Uh, please, for God's sake, give it a try. On and the we're ZX. in the game. You kind of forgot that part. Oh, yeah. They put us in the game, uh, the Brent. We are patrons a, to the restaurant. Which is a lot of fun to video pack. Thank you, Mitts. 
That's what we were playing. And we were just saying that because we'd rolled Odyssey for like a third time. But it worked out great. So thank you, Happy, for sending us that beautiful That's tape. awesome. Listen, let me see that thing again real quick. I want to tell everyone that, listen, don't sleep. Don't sleep on the Midnight Brew crew over it's there. It's incredible quality, uh, by the if, way. Uh, check them out. You can still buy stuff like this. And uh, they do many a game. We've, Me and Boat have looked at several of their ZX games. Of course, Happy Coding, uh, the genius behind uh, the ZX Asteroids game. He's working on Donkey Kong port. The ZX looks real nice. Uh, and amongst other things. So please check him out. Thank you, Happy. We really Absolutely. appreciate Thank that. Thank you very much. I think that's all we got, Brady. Any final thoughts before we take it to the house? Well, I want to say thank you to our, our patrons. Oh, please, uh, please. We've got Rolo, Mr. B, Terry Howard, Frodo NL, Laurent Garut. It's Laurent Giroux. <laughs> You're Ke- killing me. Kevin B, Mitsuyama, Oram, Olaf Hope, David Terrence, Roushi, Graham W. Vetke, Andy Jones, uh, Jason Warrens, Jerry D., Dave Velociraptor, Sundown, Templar Mar, Chris Munch, Petzl, Rob Flack O'Hara, Texas Foosballer, Chris Folds, Richard Smith, Pajaco6502, I know I can't help myself, Andy, Andy Craig, Z9K9, John Dykeman, uh, Bernard Lucas, Steve Rathbusson, Retroalgy, Anthony Jarvis, and our Spirit of the Wheel, which is going to get everyone a extra mini episode in the coming, probably as soon as you get back from uh, uh, weekend fun time. Yeah. John Bodekar Schaller dropped the big money to get a special episode made, and that's going to be going out to everybody. Yeah, thank you, Bode. (laughs) I think that's it, Aaron. Let's let these fine people go for the day. Fine. Thank you for joining us, and until next week, Acquire yourself a lawnmower and get out there and get to work. Adios.